<laughs> Welcome back to the Jojatorium. Once I think we were two, whenever uh, it was, we found the the German Scheiser porn. That's not a lot of each other. You're in twerk classes over there. That's yeah, what, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fitness class. Working on them TikTok videos you like so much. Dead face. Got <laughs> <laughs> right in front of you. Welcome back to the Jojatorium. You know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. We're decaying with the boys, and we are still suspended while a third party investigator decides if it was Adam or Matt that bit Kenny Omega. It was me. <laughs> Spooky season is right around the corner, but so is Three Rivers Beer Week. Kicking off on October 1st, 2022, the first pour with Partner City, Cleveland, Ohio, Three Rivers Beer Week is dedicated to the vast history of beer in the Berg. From the 40-plus breweries to the brewers, behind-the-scenes workers, and the endless number of supporters, this event brings the best of the beer scene to you. Thanks to the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild and such titans of suds like the East End, Grist House, Dancing Gnome, Hitchhiker, Intergroove, Hop Farm, and so many more are scheduled to take over the Berg for brewery anniversaries, beer and food pairings, and even yoga from October 2nd through October 9th. Not sure what events to get tickets for, but still want to check out the breweries? Go to threeriversbrewweek.com and select Pittsburgh Breweries. From there, you can see over 40 different breweries to carve out your own trail or select a pre-made route to sample some of the best in the Berg. To get all your tickets, event info, brewery lists, and how to contact the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild, and so much more, go to threeriversbeerweek.com, but just make sure you tell them what the boys sent you. Welcome back. We are not at the Jojatorium, but we are on location at beautiful Intergroove Beer Garden in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And we aren't alone. We have Mike from Dancing Gnome, and we have Jen from Intergroove Brewing. When you guys are separate, you're extremely skilled brewers. But when you come together, you form a major piece of the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild. And we are here to talk about all things Three Rivers Beer Week and Pittsburgh Brewers Guild. But first, we have to get down to some business. So, Jen, since we are in your house, you brought some delicious beers. Put all that together. Call it round one beers. What are we drinking? We are drinking Dortmunder, our uh, delicious golden German lager. Uh, coming in at like 4.3% ABV, I think. Nice, clean. Yep. Yummy. Nice and it clear. Is, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely on a clear beer kick, but um, this is one of my favorites. This is probably one of our first lagers. Um, so I am appreciating it for sure. Yeah. What a great, what a great, uh, nice little malty, a little bit of biscuitiness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really good. And I'm on a clear beer kick too. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm a stout guy, clearly. But uh, I do like to go to Pilsners and Loggers when, when I can. Uh, and I think we're about to dive into Loggers and whatnot. We're, yeah, we got the equipment. We're going to be Loggering soon. We're going to dive nice. into nice. Loggers. So, but this is incredible. This, yeah. is, a, this is a great Logger here. Um, I would drink so many of these, honestly. Yeah, I think just a great example of a German Logger for sure. It just yeah. brings back nostalgia to some mass-produced German Loggers, but with that local freshness that, that you don't get from a massly produced beer. That craft beer level. I agree. It's, it's yeah. got that nice color as well. It's like you know, that deep kind of uh, gold and nice crisp clear finish and could, like you said, just keep sending them. 
Yeah, exactly. Keep sending them. And it's just in time for Oktoberfest, too, yeah, which yeah, I know yeah. all of Pittsburgh is in just a complete buzz for, which they should be because it's Polish as shit over here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to get pretty deep into the uh, Pittsburgh Three Rivers Beer Week. Uh, so, But first, before we do any of that, we have to get to know our guests. I want to know more about you, how you got to where you are. So we Rochambeau before you guys started, and Jen, you get to go first. So can you tell everyone where they can find your two locations in yeah. all your tap listings and everything else? Yeah, so you can find anything you need to know about Intergroove Brewing on intergroovebrewing.com or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, tiny bit of Twitter, but not all that much. But So our brewery and tap room, our original location is in Verona, PA. And then we opened our second tap room in May of this year in Allentown, Pittsburgh, right next to Mount Washington, not Allentown, PA. Um, so, so yeah, we're we're going on maybe about four months here, and it, it's it's going good. Nice beer garden outside, which yeah. is a nicer outdoor space than in Verona. So, um, so nice. We have a parking lot here. It's not all street parking. So, yeah. Yeah, we're having fun with it, for sure. Absolutely. It's a wonderful space, too. It's my first time here. Uh, very inviting. I love all the art. And, of course, the music infusion to everything is, is incredible. Selfies, right? oh, yeah, it's yeah. wonderful. We do yeah. have a selfie. Yeah, we have a selfie wall. You can get gro- you can get your groovy pics. I'm definitely going to get one. we got to get one when we're done. Yeah. We, definitely have to get, we definitely have to get a groovy pic. Mandatory now. Yeah, it, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Once you acknowledge it, you have to engage yeah. with yeah. it. Right? Yeah. I forget it's there. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's nice and clean and pretty and new in here. Verona's great, but you know it's three years old now, so it yeah. it feels a little older. It's time to put that one in kindergarten and start getting this right. one going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, yeah, you are coming from a staple of Pittsburgh craft brewing. Uh, dancing gnome can you tell everybody where to find you your tap list and everything else sure and so i like i do some work with dancing gnome uh which has been great i was a regular from day one and they brought me on on the team uh within the first year and dancing gnome is located at 1025 main street in sharpsburg the original location was 925 Main Street in Sharpsburg, so you can uh, roll up to either, although 925 will be closed, so you'll have to walk to 1025, but it's only 100 steps down down the street. And, uh, you know, it, it's interesting. We talked about lagers uh, with the Dortmunder that we're drinking now. Dancing Gnome, originally known as a, a little bit more of a hay shop, if you will, Hazy IPAs, uh, Lustra is the, the uh, flagship, and people love it. But uh, more recently, I'd say in the last couple of years, uh, Andrew Witchy, the owner, has been focused more on lagers and doing more. You know, we've done alt beers. We have an, uh, an Oktoberfest out now. We have a fest beer out now. And we've got a Pilsner out now. So the loggers are still a, uh, or not still, but a uh, focus of the brewery. And it's great. The staff loves them and folks who come in and uh, try them love them. So uh, so it's a little bit of the old, or a little bit of new school, a little bit of old school, I'd say. Wonderful. Yeah. And, and I can say uh, in my little neck of the woods, there's a mix and match uh craft beer shop and i get to grab some loggers and oktoberfest one up from dancing them yeah and it's it's kind of cool to mix that in with some other stuff i'm doing because like you said i was used to always grabbing lustra yeah but it's clear you yeah, guys yeah, are yeah. more than lustra exactly. there are more things going on exactly which is wonderful 
So speaking of positive change and positive movement, you guys, like I had previously mentioned, are part of the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild. So in a nutshell, can, can you tell me what the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild is? What, what's the purpose of coming together as a collective? Want me to take a first shot at that, Jennifer? Sure, Mike. You got it. <laughs> so uh, the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild was established uh, in 2017, so about five years ago. And the idea was, at that time, there were 28 to 30-ish breweries that uh, were located in Allegheny County. And... They said, you know, we should have an independent or we should have a voice for all of these independent breweries in Allegheny County and also create some kind of entity that can help promote all of the breweries in Allegheny County. And so from that, uh, we created a guide, the Pittsburgh Brewery Guide, and it's like a passport to Pittsburgh beer. And... And it basically rewarded people for visiting more breweries. So you go to breweries, you get a stamp. You go to breweries, you get a stamp. And uh, the more breweries you visit, the more stamps you get, the more rewards you get. And so that was like the first element of it, is to promote the breweries. And then there was like a a gathering and, and, and a reward for all of that. And people realize that, hey, there's, there's a benefit to being part of something bigger. And we, we started to do more projects such as uh, uh, front of house training. So, you know, hey, how to pour a beer properly, how to serve a beer properly how to know the flavor elements, how to talk about beer. And so we started to get into that. And now we're into even uh, bigger projects such as uh, workplace safety. And so we wanna make sure that all of our breweries that are members, everybody feels good about going into those places and feels safe and feels like they can go in, have a beer and, uh, and feel like this is for them. So you talk about a rising tide. And yeah. of course, when you're bringing in new influences, Jen, I'm sure you have some some ideas of how that's transpired. So what, what's been your take so far on the Brewers Guild? Yeah, so we opened, uh, we opened Intergroove in 2019. So the Brewers Guild was two years in. Uh, I got voted on to the board that same year. So for us, though, it really was, it really was nice to have have the guild there um we see I, we see a ton of people drawn into the brewery from the brewery guide books um but it is it's also nice that it has brought all the breweries together so and making pittsburgh known as a pittsburgh beer scene right so um it really is somewhere you can go for a beercation now so yeah. the pittsburgh brewers guild that is one of the goals as well is to make sure that's getting known and out there um, and we're really starting to see that and, and hear that that's wonderful. And it, it, it kind of goes back to something synonymous between you two. You're talking about using beer for good, positivity, mm -hmm. inclusivity, making sure people know that they can come here no matter what to grab beer, Intergroove, Dancing Gnome, and the multitude of other breweries I talked about in the promo drop for uh, Pittsburgh Beer Week, uh, which is huge. Um, so how can somebody like me, not in the guild, how can I support the Brewers Guild or how can I even possibly join the Brewers Guild? Well... 
I would say you are supporting the Brewers Guild just by being involved in the Pittsburgh beer scene. And, uh, you know, we don't have at this time a, like a, uh, general public membership. It's, it's a, uh, conglomeration of the local breweries, breweries in Allegheny County. We now have 47 breweries in Allegheny County who are members of the Brewers Guild. And, uh, but, but in terms of the consumer awareness, like buy a guy, buy, a, buy, a, buy one of the passports, go out and visit the breweries. At, if you visit 10 breweries, you get a koozie. You visit 20 breweries, you get a glass. You, get, you visit 30 breweries, you get a insulated howler to, that's refillable. Oh, and wow. so, yeah, and so it's it's one of those things where you get rewarded for the more breweries you visit. And it's interesting because once you hit 30 breweries, uh, the 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 uh, the guidance is you have to email the main email address and say, hey, where can I pick up my uh, my prize? And when when we get those emails. Everybody says, I don't want to say ever, like, but the most common response is, this has been great. It's been a journey. It's, I've been able to visit more breweries than I even knew existed. I've been able to visit areas of the city and the region that I knew existed. And I've been able to try beers that I didn't know were out there. And people are happy about that. Like, it's, it's really cool to hear the responses because we can get like, hey, we get into our routine as as uh, working at breweries. We get into our routine. It's just like about you know the next day, and then when you hear people saying, "This was so cool!" Like every weekend, uh, you know, my partner and I we went out to five different breweries, and we like our goal was to get to thirty. It's like that's cool, yeah. you know, to yeah. feel that that was part of their routine. I mean, it was, uh, it's, it, it's a pretty cool. That's really sad. Yeah, 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 exactly. Sure, to know sure. that yeah. what we're doing meant something yeah. to somebody. Yeah. I sure. think the biggest, the guides are great and go get a guide if you don't have one. Yes. But the biggest thing right now is to get your ticket the first pour. That is 100% how you can support us yeah. right now in this moment. Cause that is our, our number one fundraiser. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's how we're going to keep doing things like the guide, keep doing things like the front of house training, yep. keep keep doing all the things that we, that we have on our list to keep going and and continue helping all the breweries in Pittsburgh. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I, the guide is incredible. Being on the other side of the bar, the other side of the beer, the consumer. Every brewery I went into there for months, people were getting their stamps, and even if you're in Pittsburgh, a lot of people were like stuck in their neighborhoods. Yeah. And this got people to travel out and try breweries they never had before. It's incredible yeah. that all these people within one county even don't yeah. really travel much. They stick to like the three near their house and that's it. So it got people out and I will be at first pour. I'm going to put the pressure on Matt to also go to first pour. <laughs> first pour is going to be a great time. Yeah. I think everyone should go. Me and Lori will be there for sure. Well, that's a great segue into how you can see over 30 breweries in one week. And that's the Pittsburgh Three Rivers Beer Week. And you talked about the, the first event, which is the collaboration between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Yeah. There's over like a dozen uh, collaborative collaboration, collaboration beers. And there's eight. 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 Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm shooting for the moon. It's going to be like yeah, 12 no. after I get done like with them. 12. I gotcha. There's a lot. <laughs> that website had a list. Yeah. I was like, holy yeah. crap. Yeah. There's so many of those things. But I, 
gotta dive a little bit into Three Rivers uh, Beer Week. How long has this event been going on? And what was the original intent for the event? So this is year number two for Three Rivers Beer Week. Okay. Um, since the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild kind of rebranded Pittsburgh Beer Week, wanted to do something different than uh, what Pittsburgh Beer Week had become in years past. Uh, wanted it to be more brewery focused, have breweries do feature events. Um, so that's, we're on year two. Year one, if you made it out to brewery events last year and made it to the kickoff event, was really a blast. Like, we tried to get to as many of them as we can, and we were, we were texting each other, asking, where, where, where are you going next? Um, it was really fun to go around and see all, everybody out supporting all the breweries. So there's even more events this year. You can see all the events on threeoversbeerweek.com, like you said in the intro. Um, but it, it's really going to, I'm excited for this year. It's going to be even more fun than last year. Absolutely. And, and I got to ask this question too, because there are a ton of events. There's something for everybody yeah, during yeah. this week. How do you all come as a collective together to form a consensus on what events will be offered? Well, it's, uh, it's interesting because we just kind of leave it up to each individual brewery and say, like, what fits you? What fits your brand? What fits what you want to do? But I think, generally speaking, the idea is we're, there's, like, a friendly competition where it's, like, who's going to have the coolest event? Yeah. You know? And, uh, and, and so, like, I think about Allegheny City. They're doing a German car show in the parking lot right beside Allegheny City. It's like, well, and who else is doing that? Right. You know? Uh, Hop Farm last year, they did a uh, a disco night yeah. on Friday night during Beer Week, and it was everybody was raving about it. It's like you you didn't want to miss being at Hop Farm for that disco, and so you just things will evolve and 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 things will take place where it's like yeah the, the breweries just want to like silently compete with each other to say I want our place to be the place to be that's cool. and so that's but it's in the end it's great for pittsburgh it's great for pittsburgh beer absolutely and and you talked about a couple of things that have happened before and might happen this year what are some of the highlights that you want to give someone like a teaser like if they can't if they haven't gone to the website yet they hear this what's the like one thing that you both want to see someone get involved with the Ooh. first pour the first yeah, pour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Mike? Well, I, I would say first four for sure yeah. because we want we want people to come out and try all eight of those uh, collaborations with Cleveland breweries, and at some point we can list all of those collaborations. Yeah. But the uh, the one and and it was an event last year uh, during Beer Week that I really loved. It's at Cinder Cinderlands Cinderfest. Yeah. And they did a stein holding competition where you had to hold the a stein of beer out, you know, with at, at arm's length, hold it as long as you could, and uh, and I think the winner was like three minutes long or something. That's insane. And Paul <laughs> Schneider, the uh, head brewer at Cinderlands, 
did a phenomenal job. Uh, he was like the Joe Buck of Steinfest holding. He was like just crushing it. It's like, holy, look at this guy. Look at this person. Look at, the, you know. So it, it was a lot of fun. But it, so that was, that's one that I would definitely recommend. Cool. That will be October 6th. October yeah, 6th. October, my birthday. Cinderfest. Yeah. That's your birthday? Yeah. yeah. Happy uh, yeah, early Mike birthday. Mike has a Three Rivers Beer Week birthday. That's everyone. wonderful. Yeah. What a coincidence. And, and Adam, Adam Sorma. Sorma. Adam yep. Sorma. We can't, can't forget that. Yeah. But, so we talk about the breweries, right? But there's also food and other people that come into play here. How do you go about choosing the other vendors that you're going to bring into this event? Well, we, we definitely want a mix of uh, different. So for First Four in particular, we have Streets on the Fly, which is, they do a, a great job with Philly cheesesteaks and Cubanos and, uh, and wings. And then we also have Mindy's Take and Bake, uh, which... They have a location in Sharpsburg, and Mindy does great uh, uh, sweets like chocolate chip cookies, like the best cho- chocolate chip cookies you can have. And they also do uh, small snacks and whatnot. And so we want that mix of different kind of foods. And then I think in the events, uh, and I haven't looked at them closely, but in the events, you're just going to see a range of different food options that you can find. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything i'm missing on that front no i think like the events go back to all the breweries doing their own like whatever they decide works for them so you'll see some food and beer pairings um we're doing a fruit your own beer event oh no way and it's we're making it groovy themed so austin powers there will be a a face painter in verona doing (laughs) body art um yeah, so it'll be groovy over there with our tie-dye shirts, which we just did. I saw, I saw this those. Week. Yeah, it was really fun. That was uh, yesterday, right? Well, it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Yeah. Adam, can you and I go over there and get full body paint? I, I really <laughs> think you should. I don't know about full body. Paint. I'm maybe but a little like bit. the upper torso. I was just gonna say, yeah. is there a, is there anything to paint? Yeah, you, you folks are tatted up. What's, you, what's, the, yeah. what's the date for uh, October fifth? So it's Wednesday. Oh, I'm free. Yeah, <laughs> I'm coming. I'll be there. So, how did you guys go about getting an entire city of brewers in Cleveland, Ohio, to collab with Pittsburgh? Because there is an inherent rivalry, not yeah. just you know with the breweries, but like with athletics and just state rivalry itself. So, how did you guys? I'm sure it's very slyly coerce them to come over and brew beer with us so the whole sister city approach is something that we wanted to add to three rivers beer week um and and to collaborate with a city that is within driving distance so that we people we can get people into town to the breweries in the doors um but also be able to go to those locations as well so Asheville was last year and we did a collaboration with the with um the Asheville brewers association yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, um so that was really great and then this year it's with cleveland and mike kind of set all that up so you can talk about how that came to be yeah well like jen said we uh so i guess there's a like a sequence of there's a uh romanticism about collaborations within the brewing industry and part of that romanticism is uh because there's an idea and it's valid that uh breweries like to lift each other up yes and so 
when you work together, you can create something, you know, the, the greater than the sum of its parts kind of thing. And so the original, uh, the original incarnation of Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week, the, 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 the uh, collaborations were one of the hits. They were one of the big things. And people look forward to them. And so we thought, we thought like, what if we kind of raise that to a next level and we don't make it just a brewery-to-brewery collaboration. We make it a region-to-region collaboration. And so last year, like Jen said, we collaborated with Asheville and we just did one beer. And so this year was, all right, what if we change it up and we do multiple beers and uh, we do it with somebody maybe a little closer to home, like Cleveland, and maybe we can attract folks from Cleveland to come down and visit Pittsburgh for uh, Three Rivers Beer Week. And so we've reached out to the folks who organize Cleveland Beer Week, and they were like, yeah, heck yeah, let's do this. And so they came up with a list of breweries. We came up with a list of breweries based on uh, uh, folks who were interested, and then it was just like a matchmaking. And uh, so we've got Brew Gentlemen with Noble Beast. We've got Hop Farm with Fatheads. We've got Grist House with Mast, uh, Masthead. And uh, and then several others. Uh, Shout out to friends of the podcast, Arche Brewing. They're yeah, yeah, Arche. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, Spoonwood and Arche, yeah. yeah. And we did this year, we tried to... So there... And last year, there were people asking for more collaborations. So we're listening to people's feedback and what yeah. they want for Three yeah. Rivers Beer Week as well. Um, so that was that was one of the reasons we wanted to do more than just one yeah. all brewery collaboration. But we also looked at um, we also tried to do a brewery per trail, so that to get people out into all the different breweries, not just a couple of them, right? So you'll be able to find those collaborations throughout the city. Um, and when I when I talk about trails, there's seven pre-made brewery trails yeah. in Pittsburgh. Um, you can find them on pittsburghbreweries.com. It's what we use for the the brewery guide. Uh, so we tried we're trying we tried to to tailor things around that and make it more you know city focused and trail focused. Yeah. I guess. Awesome. Yeah, a good beer collaboration is like seeing your two favorite bands on tour together. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your two favorite actors in a movie, like. Just elevates everything. It's so cool. Yeah, and I do like a lot of. Uh, forget about the football rivalry. I do like a lot of Cleveland breweries. So uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's nice. It's, uh, Adam ventured out that way one time and brought back I'm just going, a cavalcade of beers for us to try. Going again in like two months. So. Our shade, we're yeah. coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about some some parts of the evolution. Where do you two see uh, this festival going? This whole entire glorious week of craft beer what's a dream idea where do you want to see it end up after everybody supports the first pour <laughs> so they have thank you. Thank you very much. a bankroll <laughs> to do these dreams <laughs> exactly. uh, and that is necessary that for sure yeah. <laughs> yeah i think we would love to see all 47 48 now maybe yeah. 47 breweries participate uh last year we had in the 20 range i uh, believe was, like i think it hit 30. Oh, so let's just see? say it hit yeah, 30. Yeah, nice. It was in the 30 range. So if we get all 47, almost 50, because we know there are more coming. Oh, yeah. Um, if we get 50 breweries to participate, if we get every brewery to participate in the city, it's going to be one hell of a fun week. I, um, I agree with that. That'd be and amazing. I think it'll draw a ton of people into town. Yeah. And kind of the way uh, 
I was envisioning this evolving is there used to be a uh, a miniature golf tournament down on Southside, and it was all of the uh, the bars and restaurants in Southside, and they would have like a miniature golf hole set up in their space. And each year it just got better and better where everybody, all of those places in a friendly competition just wanted to outdo each other. And that's kind of where I think this could go. It's like, because the, the friendship and the collaboration amongst the local breweries is impressive bar nut. Like it's, it's over the top. It's incredible. And so, but there's also that friendly competition. Of course. And yeah. so if, if we can get everybody to say, oh, damn they did this last year we need to one-up them and do this this year so if we can keep that going with that friendly competition it just benefits it's fun it it gets the consumer in it highlights the scene that we have here and that's what we're really trying to create awesome i am personally waiting for though the brewery sporting event that we keep talking about where you can come watch all the breweries comp- compete against each other because yeah. that would be oh, fun. Oh, that'd be so <laughs> yeah. good. So I'd, I'd pay to watch that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to call out at Jagoff Brewer, Andy K. We're going to call out at Jagoff Brewer, Andy K. Uh, for two things. One, he is creating the playlist for First Pour. So oh, wow. you come to first board and, and, you know, Andy Kay is a big Grateful Dead fish fan. Yeah. I was just going to say, there might be he, a little jam no, band no, no, no. on there. He, he has said he, <laughs> it is going to be, it's going to be, be, yeah. be balanced. He's going <laughs> to have something He's for everybody. Lying. No, no, no. He's going to have something for everybody. He's going to have something for everybody. But he also had an idea for his event at uh, Hitchhiker. They're going to do a Brewer's fashion show. Oh, sick! And okay. He hasn't posted that yet. He hasn't yet, posted Mike. it he yet. So like, yeah, oh, we're man. we're releasing like it now. Spilling the bag we're, here. We're, yeah, we're, we're <laughs> dropping. Yeah. We're news dropping now. news now. We're putting the pressure on Andy K. They're gonna do a Brewers fashion show, and it's gonna be Brewers and anybody who wants to dress like a Brewer. Adam, I gotta. I, ju- I only dress like one. That's for sure. uh, I definitely got to keep my calendar open for the week because yeah. that yeah. makes me want to call out Hello Brutiful, Jen Myers. There it is. Instagram account when she did the um, the different. Oh yeah, I felt what attacked. What was it? It the was different, like the, the different, different guys. Uh, yes. guys. Look at the yeah. brew- oh my lord! It was yeah. different it's, brewers. It's, it's I think it's I it's maybe my favorite TikTok it ever. Is I got so good so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was dead on accurate. I was like, it yeah, really that's was. me. It was fantastic. I kept going like, that's me. That's me. <laughs> that's me. Stop being in my head. Stop doing that. <laughs> but it sounds like combat. Yeah. And you know what that else is combat focused? Oh, we are. We are a combat <laughs> sports podcast. If you listen to us, you should know that. But if you don't, I don't even know to what us, that means. We're well, about to find out. <laughs> so before we go into a break, we like to toss out a lightning round to our guests to see uh, if you guys are in fact down low combat sports fans. These questions are just something that Adam and I come up with, and we'll go back and forth. We run out of questions, you run out of brain cells. Adam will go first, I'll go second, so on and so forth, and then we'll head into a break. How's that sound to you guys? Sounds all right. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Now these are the first. These are the first answers that come to your brain. Yeah. Don't sit back and think about it. It's like them. a Rorschach test. All Just right. get it. All right, Adam, go. Have you ever hit anybody with a steel folding chair? 
No. No. <laughs> Have you ever stone colded two beers or any other beverage for that matter? No. No. <laughs> this is gonna be easy. Yeah, if right. someone were to say "woo" to you, how many fingers would you hold up? Middle. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do a fist. You took my question. I'm sorry. How many how many minutes could you last in a discussion about jujitsu? We're done right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. That's the best answer ever. That's a good one. Have you ever attended a watch party for a combat event like UFC, WWE, anything like that? No. Is WWE like pro the, wrestling? Yeah, I think I've gone to one of those. That's right. Oh, there we go. Oh, Here so we go. Here the comes one. the downslide. <laughs> I got I don't even know where I go sometimes though. I got to fill in the blank from MMA fighter Derek Lewis. He was interviewed once and he said my blank was hot. What oh, is I, the blank? No, I I my mind goes in too many different places. You might be right there. You might be on point. <laughs> Nose. Uh, nope. You're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going. I don't know if this is an R-rated thing or not. Yeah. You know it. His bum. <laughs> Very close. She wins. She's hotter. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, P- I'm PG. Yeah, there was a the, child in here earlier. Yeah. The beast was known to say, my balls was hot. <laughs> to test... To the best of your knowledge, Jake Paul is a blank. Fighter? Actor. Based on the conversation. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Using context clues. Not too bad. Not too <laughs> <laughs> Safe answer. Like, stay away. Mike Tyson is now in his 50s. Don't Do get canceled. Think- Mike Tyson is now in his 50s. Do you think he's still hungry for ears? 100%. I think hungry about it. Ears. Bit. <laughs> I think about it a little bit. I think he definitely is. Oh, for sure. Hey, he was phenomenal in the hangover, so that's all I could say. Yeah. He eats the mushrooms, he'll eat an ear. Yeah. <laughs> Do you cheer on fighting in hockey? I'm a lover, not a fighter. No. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I would go with that. I'm a, I'm a Penguin season ticket holder. I love hockey. The fights from time to time can get you going. That's all I'd say. Okay. Oh, look at Mike. There you go. Look, there he goes. Yeah. If you won a championship belt in an MMA fight, how would you wear the belt when you talk to reporters? Can I make it into a fanny pack? You sure can. Whatever you Hold want. Hold my beer. Gosh, you, <laughs> you and lawyers so much I, the same. <laughs> I, I honestly can't even imagine any of those scenarios. <laughs> what if you win one for the beer? Dancing yeah. Gnome wins a belt. Oh, and you have to pose I, yeah. for the newspaper. Yeah. Is it going over the shoulder, around the waist? Dancing. No, it would be across the whole team because it's a team go. thing. He's oh, sharing us. You yeah. go, what a team Mikey. player. Mike's all wholesome <laughs> about teams. Hey, Matt, you know who else is a team player? Our sponsors. And when you support our sponsors, you support us. And when you support us, bring some pretty cool things. Like talking to Pittsburgh Brewers Guild members in the inner groove beer garden space. And hopefully at some point at Dancing Gnome as well. So we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Judge Tourium. You know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. As you can see, we are all tatted up. So Adam, I have to ask you, buddy, what's the number one rule about having tattoos? Aftercare, Matt. That's right. Aftercare. And what's the number one company for aftercare? I only use Lucky 13s. I only use Lucky 13s as well. So, and all of our fans can too. So if you go to Lucky13s.com and use our promo code MATA193529, you can save 25% on your entire order because from the first line of your tattoo and beyond, Lucky13s keeps you looking fresh. 
I'm Dan. I'm Lou. And together we are Casting Views. An uncle and nephew chatting on random topics. Some heavy, some fun, but we aim to amuse. Don't miss out. Don't delay. Subscribe to Casting Views today. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor and Good Pods. This is J&K from the Fuck My Work Live podcast. And you're listening to Decaying with the Boys with Matt and Adam. Welcome back. Hopefully you heard something you like. Because again, when you support our sponsors, you support us. When you support us, bring some pretty cool stuff. Like talking to the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild in Inner Groove with Mike from Dancing Gnome and Jen from Inner Groove. So we are in round two, and we are in the dojo of Inner Groove. <laughs> Jen, you brought another delicious beer for us. Put that all together. Round two beers. What are we drinking? We are drinking Capture Color, Hazy IPA, my two favorite hops, Citra Mosaic, 7.5 ABV, hazy, juicy, yummy. It I think so anyway. Just like if someone told me like, hey, do you want to grab like a staple hazy? Yeah. This is it. It's just light enough on the palate where I feel like I can drink more of them. Like you're saying it's over seven. You're going to trick me into taking my shirt off because I'm going to drink so many of these things. It's going to get different in here in a little it's bit, huh? It's real different in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, the, the citra really shines yep. uh, bright on that, nice and juicy, and, and the dankiness is right on point. This is really delicious, Jeff. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, it's, it's a great hot pairing always, and this always. is super fresh. Like you said, stealing what you said again, it's very bright, very citrusy on the back end. It's great. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. I'm a Cicerone. I'm, a, I'm almost not even needed anymore. <laughs> if you get depressed now before we get into the, the last bit of this, I can't save you. Anymore. I'll wait till we get to the social medias. <laughs> so I am surrounded with some of the best brains in brewing in the Berg, and I need to bring some <laughs> wait, things. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So the one thing I like to do a lot is I, I read – and I research, I try to find things I want to pick your brains about. And now that I have this collective here, I have some things that I feel like are relevant and I really want to talk about because I need to see how you guys are all focusing forward on these ideas. So uh, to give credit where credit's due, the Growler Mag, uh, it's craft beer represent the importance of increasing diversity in the brewing industry. And this is from Luis Livingston Garcia. Uh, it's no secret that craft beer uh, projects and promotes the concept of community in craft beer. However, we have collectively, at times, seen instances of inequality in the tap room and brew space. Uh, the Growler was able to obtain numbers from a self-report survey where only 7.5% of brewers employed were women. Additionally, only 37% employees in staff roles that are non-production or non-service were women, which is tap room managers. Uh, and then the, the women made up 54% of service staff. Uh, there, uh, subsequently, 88% of brewery owners responding were white with Native American and Alaskan Native owners clocking in at 4%, Asian Hispanic at 2%, and black owners at just 1%. While these numbers were acquired in 2019 and 2022, they still stand in relevancy today. So I pose these questions to you. One, how important is it to see diversity and inclusion in the brew space? And whoever wants to open it up and get the conversation started, by all means, go ahead. I think it's extremely important. Uh, I think we all, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but all the brewery owners that I know closely want everybody to feel comfortable and welcome in their tap rooms and in their spaces and part of their staff. Um, so I, I think it's extremely important. And 
you know, we have a lot of work to do, but I think we're making we're making steps in getting there. And, and I would say from a, like, I guess there's two elements from my perspective, from a human element, it's like, yeah, everybody should feel welcome coming into a space and being accepted and having a beer, being able to, you know, sit down and not be viewed or judged, everybody, and feel comfortable with that. And also from a business perspective, you know, come on, like we want everybody to, to, to enjoy craft beer. And you can't do that if, uh, if, if people feel shut off. And so people shouldn't feel shut off. So from the personal perspective, they shouldn't feel shut off. From a business perspective, it makes sense to have everybody feel more welcome. So that's kind of the way I think of it. And, and to Jen's point, we're trying to do more things. Uh, from the Brewers Guild, like what we've done is we've had a number of different programs uh, recently. Uh, most importantly, the safe workspace training that we had yeah. with, uh, I think there were more than 20 different breweries that took part in it uh, in collaboration with Pittsburgh Action Against Rape. Uh, so PAR helped us create this program where it's like, hey, here are the things that you should look for to create a safe space for people who come into your your uh, location. And, you know, and we're working, we had a subcommittee now uh, that is working on a code of conduct that says, hey, we are all in this together and we all want to make sure that people feel comfortable, people of all different backgrounds feel comfortable coming into any different brewery. And so we're, we're working on that now. Uh, but to, again, to Jen's point, it is, it's step by step. There's never going to be perfection, right. but we can always work towards it. And that's what we're trying to do. Adam? Oh, I mean, I don't have a tap room, but I, I think um, just from an outside perspective, Pittsburgh is doing a wonderful job at being more and more inclusive, especially compared to other cities I've been to. Um, and you see it. You see it responded to by the public, uh, the breweries that are more open and more accepting. Because every, I don't think anybody's in, in Allegheny County and Pittsburgh is trying to exclude anybody. No. But those breweries that kind of advertise it and make people feel welcome through social media or whatever, you see them being the more popular spaces, being the, the profitable breweries, being a place for people to go. Because um, the more people you have, the more people feel like they're hey, maybe I'm missing out on something. Oh, I got to check this out. And it all, it all uh, benefits um, everybody in craft beer to just be inclusive. And I, I, I do pride Pittsburgh on being on the forefront as probably about as much as like a place like Asheville is. Asheville is very progressive and very on the forefront, very, and, and not a blue-collar nope. place like Pittsburgh is. For Pittsburgh, having the background it has to be this progressive, I think is huge. And I think it kind of boils down to, as a consumer on this side, like you guys all have your hands in the grains, and I'm more or less grabbing the cans and the, and the you know, the pours. I see, 
you know, Barrel and Flow is huge. Uh, the North Hills Homebrew Fest, the inclusivity on that. Anyone can jump in. Um, you have events all across the city or for uh, Three Rivers Beer, uh, mm-hmm. beer Week. Or Pink Boots chapters. Yeah. Yeah. Large, yeah. I think a lot of what Pittsburgh is doing is showing people that craft beer is for everybody. And something that, you know, I, and I believe, Mike, you and I were talking off mic for a second uh, before we started. And you said, it's we're not perfect, yeah. but we're not at ground zero. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. We got a lot of stuff to do, but at least we're doing it. As long as you're not taking steps backwards, you're going in the right direction. Absolutely. And and I appreciate you mentioning Barrel and Flow because I think Dave Bracey in particular has done a lot to raise the profile of the Pittsburgh beer scene. Yes. For sure, And he's done that by, it's it's like a lot of hard work, but, you know, you think of Barrel and Flow, you go into that uh, festival every year, and there are probably 10 to 15 to 20 collaborations between local breweries and either a black-owned brewery or a black artist. And that's what it's, it's all about, getting that vibe where, hey, yeah, this is for us. This is for everybody. And I think traditionally... Maybe people didn't think about it that way. And so now they are, and and that's great. Yeah. Craft beers for everybody, right? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Like, and, and I think we all do a good job, too, about getting out there and trying to educate and do tastings and things like that to get to try to get more and more people that maybe wouldn't walk in your door, right, to know what right. craft beer is. Right. So, yeah. Well, and, and Jen and the team at Intergroove is doing that right here in Allentown. I For mean, real. We yeah. are in the middle of a community that probably traditionally wouldn't have been known for beer, uh, and they set up shop here and... And, you know, engaging people who might not be familiar with craft beer. And this is great. Absolutely. So moving on to another idea here, another concept that has come across the the minds of brewers. Uh, From Deja Brew, the U.S. could face another beer shortage after the extinct Mississippi volcano contaminated the (laughs) uh, country's largest CO2 CO2 reserve. This comes from uh, the article I read from Daily Mail from Harriet Alexander. Uh, as stated in the title of the article, the United States is set to face another CO2 shortage after an old mine leaked raw gas into U.S.'s uh, largest CO2 reserve, also known as the Jackson Dome. Uh, CO2 prices have already risen fourfold, according to Axios, uh, coupled with a 20% increase in aluminum can prices, 30% hike in malt, and rising labor costs. And we are set to see rising costs. Are we Are we going to see a rising cost in craft beer? First and foremost... How do local breweries combat these several shortages and increases that I just spoke about? So none of us want to see any of this right now, right? Fun, fun. Um, I mean, for us, for Intergroove, and we definitely took a look at what we could do on our production side to either capture the CO2 and, and reuse it or things like that. Or, you know, can we can we limit what we're doing in some spaces? But just on, I think any small business owner right now is looking at you know expenses and where they're spending things ingredients are increased everything's increased so um you just have to look at things overall as a small business owner and see what you can do yeah Yeah, it's i I think to build on jen's point it's you can control what you can control so you know we can't control the uh you know the production of co2 and there's a uh you know, 
CO2 is produced in the brewing process, you know, so through fermentation, CO2 is produced. And if you're at the level that you can capture that CO2 and reuse it, then it makes sense for you. But there's a certain scale that needs to be acquired for that to really make sense, to invest in the equipment for that to really make sense. And so, you know, when more breweries get to that level, they will capture that CO2, reuse it, and it won't be as much of an issue. But for a number of breweries, being able to just locate or resource CO2, if it becomes uh, a bigger issue or a bigger expense, then they'll have to deal with that economically. Yeah. But thanks for making this somber. Yeah. I mean, like, you know. Well, to pick, to pick it back up, events like Three Rivers Beer Week can bring in big numbers for breweries. Yeah. Uh, these events bring a lot of eyes and a lot of uh, outside patrons to the city of Pittsburgh. Do you think that these events can rightfully combat the idea of inflated prices uh, with you know, whenever you're having in-house sales versus distribution sales, you make more money off tap than you do off distribution. Yep. If you're bringing more eyes to your brewery, you can increase your sales. Do you, so do you think that big events like this can be a proper way to combat inflation and the issues with uh, distribution? Well, I, I would say uh, it, it's not like Three Rivers Beer Week is not so much about combating inflation or, uh, or, or, or really big picture items as much as it's just drawing attention to the scene that we collectively have created here. You know, again, you know, 47 breweries that are part of the, the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild. We started five years ago with 28 or 30 breweries. And so it's just a, a, an, L or a, an opportunity to shine a light on this scene that has been created by individual business owners like Jen and like Andrew Witchie at Dancing Gnome and others just like we're shining a light on what they have helped to create. And, uh, and hopefully through that, you know, we draw some more business, we draw some more attraction, yeah. visit Pittsburgh. And I, I want to say that visit Pittsburgh has been a great partner because they recognize that the craft beer scene that has been created here is an attraction. It's a draw. And so they want to leverage that to, to increase tourism. And we're all for that. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, so it's really. Yeah, we have Pittsburgh beer in London. Sorry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that that's, was super cool. That's but, pretty yeah. cool. That's amazing. That's right? cool. Yeah. Adam? Uh, which question am I answering? Price hikes? Or I, so, yeah, cost is going up even for Humbers. I, I've seen a hike in not so much malt, but um, definitely CO2. I just got two tanks filled this week. They were a little bit more expensive than yeah. I expected. And then uh, yeast has gone up uh, yeah. even I can only imagine for a pro brew scale, just from a home brew scale, what I use, yeast is like doubled in price. Um, uh, but as far as like Three Rivers Craft Beer Week, I think the intention of it, like Mike said, is not to of course. combat any of this, but I think it helps because yeah. you're bringing eyes to the product. Yeah. You're bringing eyes to the city, eyes to different neighborhoods, different scenes of beer, and uh, hopefully everybody benefits. I think the idea is... Everybody benefits, uh, and even I kind of like the idea of the, the the Three Rivers Craft Beer Week as opposed to a festival because you're, you're traveling to the brewery, you're seeing the tap room mm -hmm. space, you're seeing 
the brew space and a lot of examples. You're having fun with the, the front of house, maybe the back of house of these places, and you're trying the beer. Um, so you're, you're, it's a more, you're getting people out to these locations instead of just table hopping, you know, uh, I, there's nothing wrong with a festival. Festivals are important yeah. too, but I think to make Pittsburgh grow and make it a destination to get people out to these brew spaces is, is a really cool thing to do. I, I really love that point, Adam, because, uh, when you look at the list of events that are happening, you can go do like beer trivia at Luciano's on Wednesday and then do an, uh, like a formal, not formal, but like a old school Oktoberfest on Thursday and then a disco on Friday. Yeah, so it's like this wide range of events that anybody, like, you know, no matter what you're interested in, you're going to find something that will be cool to you and it involves Pittsburgh and it, it involves beer. And it is about, um, you know, and it definitely gets people in the door, right? And that's yeah. the other thing right. with the guide. It's bringing people yeah. in the door to experience the tap room and the experience that, that you can have in that tap room. Because I think we all do have a different experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, I mean, you can, wait, there's 47 breweries now, so you can find a great beer in a lot of places now. But yeah. the experience is different, so that's nice. But it's bringing people in the door. I do hear, I do have word that there's, there's an East an East Pittsburgh brewery adventure as well. So, okay. Um, Self-promotion. Uh, it's, I mean, I'm promoting. I'm just one of seven breweries in it. But um, so, and so there, there, you'll see other breweries, I think, trying to like get, getting together and doing things like that as well. So you, you'll be able to go to each of the breweries on the East Pittsburgh trail. And if you get a stamp, you get a free beer the next time you go back. Yep. That was a quick promo. There you go. Hey, so. Boom. <laughs> Well, the good thing here, too, is that I should say, even though it is a somber note to go on to, uh, that the stats actually indicate that Pittsburgh continues to be a rising beer city. We are in the top five across the nation through multiple studies, and the beer sales actually have crept up and matched the inflation prices. So while you continue to make delicious beers for the Berg, customers still want them, and people from outside Pittsburgh still travel in here to get it. Uh, so while there are shortages, Pittsburgh shining through. And Still sitting in blue collar for a reason. And here comes winter, which means I go out to tap rooms nah. more. <laughs> Even <Yes>. more. <laughs> you go out more in the winter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hate being cooped up at home. You want to I be mean, inside, if, there, if there's yeah. a foot of snow on the ground, I get through my cans. But uh, otherwise, no, I like I like going out in the winter. You know, and I want to give a quick Let's shout out to uh, our friends at Pittsburgh Brewing Company, Iron City. They just relocated back into Allegheny County. And they have a great new facility out in Creighton. They've been uh, super good about helping the, the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild and helping partner breweries with whatever they need. And so uh, I think that's really cool to bring an old staple of Pittsburgh beer back into the fold. I agree. Awesome. I agree. Yeah, and they're Welcome embracing back. the brewing community as well. They're like, it's been great. They've had us there at least two times already yeah, yeah. I, saw, I saw the uh the pictures on yeah. instagram and you guys are having a great time it was oh, yeah. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you know what else saves local breweries though too science <laughs> <laughs> osu research failed it science. <laughs> but you won't fail at this because right, this is cool. bringing you into save you osu researchers brew more aromatic beer this is coming from 1190 kex radio from portland local by the way of brad ford 
Uh, we talk about the doom and gloom in craft beer. However, the happy news is science continues to be awesome. So Oregon State professor Tom uh, Shellhammer teamed up with Richard Molitor of Boston Beer Company and an Avenger-style team of scientists at Berkeley Yeast to genetically modify a brewer's yeast strain. Uh, this strain expresses an enzyme that increases the amount of two tropical flavor thiols that predominantly give off flavors of guava, passion fruit, mango, and pineapple. The best thing about this is brewers can use way less hops and get extremely potent flavors with no off-putting artificial characteristics. Less cost, big flavors, easier to grow, easier to distribute. It's fireproof. All the, all the wildfires in the West aren't going to affect your product. Yep. And then all the distribution is actually uh, distribution issues will also be negated because these things are readily available in multiple states not just from the west or from the deep south so with this going on do you believe that science will ultimately save beer bill nye science gotta be really pissed at you if you say no (laughs) i mean i'm all about science yeah so much science in beer yeah there's a lot of science in beer yeah i I would say i don't think science is going to save beer i think beer is going to save beer because people yeah. will save beer. Yeah. Yeah. People want beer. Like, it has been the most, beer has been the most popular alcoholic beverage. I'm just, hey, I'm three beers in. So I'm going to say it's been the most popular alcoholic beverage for 500, 600, 700 years. And that's, I don't think it's going to change. Sure, things, you know, things evolve, whatever. But, but beer is what do you think of whenever you're you're a kid and you see your parents like sipping on something you're like i want one of those it's a beer yeah and so like i so science will help evolve beer as it has over time pasteurization louis pasteur like lagers wouldn't be available over you know they wouldn't have the shelf life they have without louis pasteur but it's just going to continue to evolve and it doesn't save beer. It just extends beer and it makes beer what it has always been. Well, I think we're all about this cost saving opportunities, right? Like mm-hmm. we talked about it a little bit ago. So if we can get the same flavor profiles, the same, you know, same notes and everything, then why not give it a try? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's a really good point because like the idea of that yeast profile adding elements that hops typically do yeah and so it's like oh maybe we don't need to do a a second dry hop we can just do this yeast profile yeah Boom. yeah so yeah absolutely can have an yeah. impact yeah adam yeah i know um omega is doing a lot of thigh thylized Thiol. yeast yeah yeah i, did, I, I can say thyle i can't say thylized <laughs> um but basically engineered yeast to like bring out more flavors through the yeast and just the ingredients you use, it pulls it out. Um, and I think it's cool. I've had a couple home brews with it. I have not used it yet, um, but they definitely were some of the best hazies I've had yeah. in homebrew, um, just from the North Hills competition. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to using it when I get some time in my <laughs> Get your hands on it. So the flavor par- profile that I described, uh, quickly, what beer would you guys like to put that into? I'm I'm a hazy girl hazy. at heart. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I I said at the beginning of this, I was into clean, but I always come back to hazy. Look, our second beer You're is a hazy. Liar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a liar. I'm a big liar. Mike. No, I, I think, yeah, based on that profile, that's hazy all over. I mean, it, that, so, yeah. that profile of that yeast is 
Yeah. Basically, kind mosaic. of what we're drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What Which we're is drinking what's right in this now. Beer. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that would be in this beer. It might be in there. I don't yeah. know. I, don't I think Jen snuck it in there. She's not telling us. She's going to tell is. us off. It's in there. I it's knew the it. First, it's the first ever. I knew it. Pittsburgh's been great with science. <laughs> science. And by the way, women will probably save beer. Oh. <laughs> Boom. Hey, Boom. they started. They yeah. started. Yeah, yeah. They yes. started. Go back to Goddess and Coffee. There's a right? reason for the yeah. term alewife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we are done with all of the research. Thank goodness you threw the depressing one in the middle. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I had to do. That was a little stressful. What I do throw near the near the end of the episode though is one of Adam's favorite segments. Questions from the internet. Questions from the internet. Questions from the internet. So the internet can be a a gloomy place. However, the internet that I go to is happy. Good. So we found some fun Mm. stuff to go over. Uh, so first and foremost, a question from uh, my buddy An- uh, Antonio Palacios from the Coltworthy podcast. He asked, "If you guys were planning a beer brunch, no mimosas, uh, what beer would you make, and what type of food would you like to pair it with?" Ooh. Okay, I'm Ooh. just completely going to steal something from this, but I am a brunch girl. I am a mimosa girl. I love them. Talk to Jim Brillmeyer from Hella Beautiful. We're doing a brunch tour thing, but. I would definitely pull a high ABV Belgium and probably pour some orange juice in it. I'm no, I'm going to get some hate from recreating Voodoo's Metmosa, but I do love it. Okay. Okay. What would you, what would you pair it with? What kind of food? Oh, would you pair what with? food? S- something savory, sausage biscuits. Nice. Yeah. Nice. See, see, all right. She kind of stole my thunder. There. Makes you a little okay. warm. The high oh, ABV, yeah. you Dude, know, I'm, I'm all with, with little... it. I'm, See, I was thinking like a because uh, you're talking brunch, right? Yes. I'm thinking, it, particularly this time of year, a Meritson with a uh, a nice crispy sausage and egg souffle. So you get that. You so fancy. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you don't come to Dancing Gnome for food. You come for an experience. Oh. <laughs> I mean, come on! You get that crispiness of that sausage and that like like that seared edge. And it pairs well with the caramely notes of the Meritson. Oh, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I mean, yeah. I think now we're all hungry. I think that's all of us, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, what about you? I'll flip one to the. I'll flip a script a little bit and go with our thick boys here. Uh, I'm gonna pair it with something sweet. I'm nice. gonna go like French toast, the pancake. Ooh, what beer? And with nice, milk. nice like coffee porter, coffee oh, stout. Okay. Boom. Boom. Yeah. yeah. I just crushed it, and I probably stole your answer. <laughs> no, you didn't. Past Blue Ribbon and Ego Waffles, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You got two kids. You got money to I save. Got, I got two kids. We're drinking Paps, and we're eating Ego Waffles. Yeah, maybe right. a, stuffed, a stuffed French toast and a coffee that, stout. That sounds I really do. The good. coffee yeah. stout, I could have went that way for yeah. sure. Yeah, honestly, yeah, now I'm feeling guilty. Not guilty, but regretful. Yeah. Yeah. We can put all of our ideas together, though, minus mine, and we can have a really, really, really nice event. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, a good exactly. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's a three-year-old beer our, week event. We can wipe, wipe our feet on your egos. That's, that's fine. fine. That's fine. That's I'll drink fine. a PBR to, you know, cleanse the palate. Absolutely. Yeah. Second question. If you were trapped in the last movie you watched, where would you be? Mm. Ooh. I'd be in space. Well, last movie I watched was probably Nope. But <laughs> actually, I wouldn't be there because as soon as I saw the damn spaceship, my Nope would have been to get the hell yeah. out. Bye. Done. Ooh. I still have to see that. I honestly can't remember the last movie I watched. That's that's 
that's probably sad. That's a sad statement about my life. Uh, I have watched the TV show Industry. Okay. And I would be in London. Okay, not bad. Yeah, yeah, what would you yeah. want to be doing in London then? Drinking a dark English mild. <laughs> yeah. On tap oh, next did week. That sound good. On did tap next week in the Georgia Torium. <laughs> there, there you go. go. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's beefy yeah. right there. What about you? <laughs> you watched something so stupid, didn't I you? I watched something real messed up. I watched <laughs> the Black Phone. So be... <laughs> wow. In a fucking basement. <laughs> I would be trapped in a soundproof basement with Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Not a bad place to be, depending. Oh, uh, except it. he's trying to murder break you psychologically yeah just yeah. destroy my mind which isn't too hard it's on the fringe already i could have guessed that you watch something to pray yeah of course i did that's <laughs> all i watch training day to is that a netflix movie no it, it was a, a, it was a movie, movie? Release, yeah. it's on peacock now yeah i think you watch yeah that's where i watched it well you want to know how i'm going to team up with you then i watched terrifier again for the million yeah, times so i'm going to be in a warehouse i was just going to ask what is yours yeah oh my god uh i was i'd be in a warehouse in downtown new york waiting for a clown in Grease face paint. Wait, oh no! Cut me from uh, what was it from South Pole to North Pole? From crotch to crown. From crotch to crown. I begin from crotch to oh, crown. It was, no, it was North Pole to South Pole. North Pole <laughs> to South Pole. That's it. Oh, it's <laughs> third question. One item has to go forever. You never see it again. No one can ever have it, including you. Any kind of taco, your AM coffee or tea, or happy hour drinks. There's no way in how I'm getting rid of coffee or happy hour drinks, so bye bye tacos for oh me. My Sorry. Goodness. Yep, nope. I'm not sure I understood the question. So uh, <laughs> you pick the thing that is evaporated from existence forever. Tacos, well, AM coffee or tea, or happy hour drinks. Well, I've never had a coffee in my life, so coffee. Oh, that's oh, so nice there you go. Yeah. I keep trying to give him coffee beers. You He's like, What'd it. you give me? Yeah. I'll I'll drink I'll yeah, drink a coffee does. beer, but yeah. I don't drink coffee. I'm, I've I mean, had a combined half a cup of coffee in my life. And shout out to Malcolm Frazier. He was like one quarter of that. <laughs> you never he, worked at an airport then, did you? No. I did. That's where like the coffee addiction came from. Oh, yeah. Because you all had, like, those 80 different stands. College for me. Well, oh, yeah. I worked at a small airport and all the pilots just made coffee day and night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, God bless them all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Adam. I never watched Star Wars, never drank coffee. I'm that guy. That's a whole uh, other conversation. Yeah, Star Wars. Uh, Star, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Not watching? Never or? watched No, 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 no. Boom. Put Boom. your hands down. How do you yeah. never yeah. watch yeah. it? Never watched That's one. That's what I'm saying. Like, Boom. I mean, it's never. not, Boom. It's not there are, like I'm a there Star are Wars. There's so many hours. Some of us out there. Yes. <laughs> but if as a child, how did you, like, not have it on the TV? Everybody's wrong. My dad watched crap television. I believe that's true. I mean, I believe that's the only way I avoided it. Probably. My dad didn't watch. I mean, he watched them, I think, before I was born. You didn't have Star Wars me. figurines. Like, didn't, what did you play with? Didn't buy into the hype. Yeah, didn't buy into the hype. I was a comic book kid. I liked comic books. And you still didn't watch Star Wars? Nope. Hand in hand. Can I answer this? Yeah, go. <laughs> nope. Can we go. move on? I'm not going to watch them tonight. Go ahead. Um... <laughs> I love tacos. I love coffee. So, so I need clarification. Happy hour drinks. Like, what is that? Does that mean I just don't get the price discount? What does that include? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, Any happy hour beverages, like their specialty drinks for happy hours, specialty beers that go on for happy hours, there are discount drinks for happy hour. Yeah. So I'll, anything that would have happy hour before that you think would be happy hour is gone forever. So like I can't drink right after work. Nope. Yeah. I'm still. 
oh man I'm probably still eliminating that I'll just drink later and be worse at my job <laughs> but if you start earlier is there really a happy hour that's yeah. true if or I could just start noon. work late yeah that makes it a happy hour if you start drinking at noon it's not happy hour Nope. It's happy for me. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's, it's just gonna, happy. You're going to yeah, have a happy, happy hour. Yeah, yeah I, I can't get rid of Tacos or Coffee, though. So what, I mean, you're not getting rid of beer altogether, so I'll get rid of happy hour drinks. I crack a hazy at 12 I don't noon. Really, I'm, like, I'm mowing the lawn. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, the happy hour, like, cocktails, I'm not into those anyway. They're, no. too, they're too sweet. Well, like, that's the thing. They give you, like, the bottom. I want an old-fashioned or yeah. a beer. I didn't really question. I just thought you meant mm. alcohol. But, I mean, it's, it's whatever. Yeah, if, you're yeah. rid of, if you're getting rid of alcohol, then tacos are gone. That's, Which is really that's hard That's why for me to I say. answered yeah. so quickly. See, but it's a good answer, though. Yeah. I loved your answer. But, yeah, we'll go with alcohol, and then I'm yeah. going to take away tacos as well. <laughs> you can't keep eliminating things. <laughs> it's my fault. I just want coffee. I'm digressing. <laughs> I just want coffee and beer. Is Was that a really a question from the internet? Are it is like, a question from the internet. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, he has weird friends. He's Sorry, am I allowed to say it. shit? You can yes. say fuck, whatever oh, you want. Okay. Right. <laughs> I just said shit, so I guess I'll say fuck. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Oh my God, you're all 12. <laughs> I'm 13. <laughs> so, what's the last thing you forgot? Weird I just, question, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's the last thing you forgot? If I knew what I forgot, I'd remember it. Correct. A, yeah. So, it's almost like in the idea of like, oh, I forgot my keys. I had to go back yeah, and get yeah, them. Yeah. What's the scenario where you the last thing you forgot, but you recovered? Uh so, all right, here's a little trick. It, it, maybe this plays in a little bit to the question, yeah. but here's a trick that I do. Okay. Uh, particularly when I've had a beer or two. <laughs> or three. <laughs> I will put, so I will put my keys. Huh. If I want to remember to take a four pack of one of our beers to a friend's place, I will put my keys to my car on top of the four pack in the refrigerator <laughs> and that way i know that i can't forget that four pack because in order to drive i love how slow he's saying it like, like no, no one else to cure the disease. <laughs> <laughs> because he might forget what he's about to talk about <laughs> you know, no and it's 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 true. It's all true, and I like I feel embarrassed saying it. So I'm I saying do, it's I'm kind of saying it's slow yeah. because oh, just wait till you get to me, man. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> so, anyway, yes. Yeah. So I don't. I, that's not a what I forgot, but it's why I try not to forget. If that. So yeah. Wait I'm till just, we get to Mister Left a Kid in the car here. <laughs> just oh, once. All right, Jennifer. Jennifer. Okay. Um, I, I do the key thing too on the four pack. Do you yeah, I've done that yeah. before too. But uh, you may have told me to do it. I don't remember who did. Yeah, because uh-huh. you know who wants to forget beer. Yeah, nobody. I forget shit all the time. Not yeah. gonna lie. <laughs> I walk around with an iPad that's a notebook. Um, <laughs> what have I? I forgot our last conversation already. Yeah, <laughs> so there you go. I forgot the question. Yeah, right. There we go. There you go. I forgot the question. Yeah. Forgetful Freddy. Sorry. I don't know. Yeah. I really. You there's really... so many to count. Yeah. Nothing that stands out. Sorry. I feel like this was I'm boring for this conversation. I feel like this was targeted. I feel like if I had to target somebody with this question, 
Because I told you something in confidence. Oh. Good. Nice. So, uh, then we should go to Adam. I forgot our concert tickets to the concert we went to in Philadelphia, <laughs> which were very expensive and were also our first wedding anniversary gift. Oh, my Adam. gift to my wife. Um, so I started driving home from Philadelphia back to Pittsburgh you to get set tickets. <laughs> As I was calling Ticketmaster to try to get them printed in Philly. Um, thankfully, I only got to like Harrisburg. And then I, I got a hold of the... Uh, Lori actually got a hold of Lincoln Field. And they printed them for us. Because we bought them I was them just going to add like, like now... So uh, I only I had like how... a four hour round trip <laughs> yeah, instead of yeah. an eight hour round trip. <laughs> But, yeah, it's very clear the last thing I forgot because I hated myself. <sighs> Sometimes How your friends tell you that? stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was like, it was last month. <laughs> like, but we bought the tickets like three years ago. So but, it was yeah. like, I don't know. Everything I've bought in the last three years has been digital tickets. It, I, I was just going to say, it. isn't yeah. everything like on your phone now? Like, that was the, the one Google that was. Wallet, yeah. oh, that's tough, man. Oh, that know. is really tough. That's but it all got taken care of. When did you realize, though? The night before you, the concert. So we were, were already our, in Philly. We drove all the way to Philly. We were enjoying our very first beer. And she's like, what time's the concert start? So I went to look up the tickets <laughs> on the phone. And it gives you the time, and it, it says real big at the bottom, this is not your ticket. And I'm like, oh, no. So it was like literally our first beer. We were just supposed to be like decompressing. And I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> like, everything's wrong. Go! So did you hop in the car that night? No, Sorry. the next morning. I got up at 5 a.m. Oh, nice. Did, did she go with you? Or, no, or no, she just she like, stayed there. Yeah, yeah. She stayed there. Good we job, brought Lori. our dog Good with job. us, so she stayed yeah. there with the dog. I was like, I'm going to start driving. You try to get a hold of somebody as soon as they open. Yeah. And just call me and tell me to come back if it works out. If not, I'll make it back by 5 o'clock. We can go to the concert. But yeah. no, it was good. We, I got back before lunch. We had some beers. It was a good day. I was really tired, but it was a good and day. You have to have one because oh, you yeah. raised the question. Kids, absolutely. Well, no, I haven't left the kid in the car, Adam. At home. Oh, at home. A couple With the times. oven on. Yeah. <laughs> With matches in their hands. <laughs> no. Uh, so because I do this, it's, the podcast is, kind of, is my baby. Uh, at one point before I had this beautiful setup and I had other things going on, I had this big old uh, PC that we worked off of. And we were, we were having a really good episode. I lined it up. I typed everything out. Everything was good to go. And I drove all the way to work. I worked downtown. I was like, come right to Adam's house when I'm done. Got there. Started setting up. And I was like, ah, uh, fuck. I didn't bring the power cord to the uh, computer. And we had, we rescheduled, what, like three times? No, we, no, it was just me and you. So we did it on your computer skype no no we did skype yeah. well there was two times oh my god one that's time right. we had to do it on my computer and one time we had to so if you remember too we did it on skype and then i was fucking around and my foot hit the power cable and then zoom went out we lost the entire i wanted episode. to murder you that day <laughs> so like we're like the way zoom works when you're done you hit end it compresses an mp4 file for you and i was and my tootsie was like no i'm gonna play with the cord and knock the cord out of the computer <laughs> and i lost the entire episode and that's after we had rescheduled for the next day because i was too dumb to bring <laughs> the power cord for my computer uh-huh the cursed episode. It was. No one's going to talk about the fact that he just used the word Tootsie. 
Yeah, yeah. It's a, nah, he says stupid stuff like that he, all the time. Well, have he, you heard how many times? He, what do you say, silly goose? All silly the time? goose. Yeah. <laughs> silly goose. Tootsie, silly goose. Yeah, Jennifer, if you yeah, like, you're a music person in her groove. He also said, "Do you remember?" And we're twenty first night of September. We're a day beyond. Yes. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. So I'm for. Uh, now I'm you, singing it in my head. I like, was just going to say, you can you. like infuse that music, <laughs> blend that music yeah. into. Go for it right no, now. No, no one wants to hear that. Do you remember? No one So we are at the end of the episode. Yeah. And we had a blast with you guys. Thank oh. you so much for taking time out to Thank talk you. to us. It's Thank been you. phenomenal. Thank you. So before we wrap up, we got to know what's on tap and where can you find us. And in this part of the show, we like to ask our guests to drop their social media. Uh, so let's start off with the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild. Where can they find all the information about the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild? They can find everything about Three Rivers Beer Week on three, spell it out, T-H-R-E-E, threeriversbeerweek.com. And then everything about the – you can also go to pittsburghbreweries.com for everything on the brewery guide and all the custom trails. Yeah, and dope. Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. And let's, yeah. Do a, let's do a specific shout-out for yeah. uh, First Pour. Yes. Oh, yes. What, uh, yeah. Date, yeah. date, time, where to get tickets? First Pour is October 1st. You can get tickets on Eventbrite. But if you go to our web, either of our websites, any of our social accounts, you'll be able to get a link. Um, but, yeah, so go out and get tickets. Because the game with the boys will be there. I'm telling yeah. I'm RSVPing for Matt. And it's a fundraiser for the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild. Yeah, so you, you should go, go support yeah, don't breweries. Don't you care about I think you Pittsburgh support beer? Them. Yeah. <laughs> don't I you do. care about it? I do. Yeah. I do. I do. We'll I see do. you there. <laughs> what about Dancing Gnome? Where can we find it? Dancingnomebeer.com and Dancing Gnome Beer on all the handles. And Andrew Witchy, the owner, does a great job of keeping people up to date. Uh, it's. It's a really, like, he does a really good job of consistently keeping people up to date. Daily updates on who's there, like beer truck or uh, food truck wise, what uh, beers are being released and whatnot. And then uh, if you're uh, interested, you can sign up for the weekly newsletter and get all the info you need. Wonderful. Jen, Intergroove. Intergroove, intergroovebrewing.com. You'll get info on both locations in Verona and in Pittsburgh, Allentown. Uh, you can also go to either of our social channels at Intergroove Brewing. Um, I'm also trying to do some crazy, stupid reels, which I really don't want to do, but you know, Instagram's bitch. So, do it. Do yeah. it. <laughs> so watch those because they're stupid. Um, but you know, but we, yeah, we, we, release have a beer release every friday food trucks uh always posted on our website try to post them on our social channels uh we do have a email as well so you can sign up for that on our on our website um and yeah come see us wonderful adam what's on tap where can you find us uh i got the the shat face pumpkin roll porter uh shat face pumpkin roll try it again (laughs) shat face pumpkin roll stout is on tap new this week. Uh, aside from that, I have a West Coast IPA, a Hefeweizen, and a what's the third one? May I ask the jalapeno a, pineapple hazy IPA? Yep. So, yeah. religion. May I ask a question? Absolutely. What is the hop profile in the West Coast IPA? It is a lot of things, but it is uh, Columbus, nice Citra, Ooh. Simcoe, oh. Centennial. 
Damn. Cascade, I believe, is everything. Uh, but I can look it up when we get off. I'm there for that. Yeah. It's, a, it's all the classics. I'm there for with that. With the Sim Citra. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just hit me up uh, at bash underscore brew on Instagram if you want to come over and try any of them. And, 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 and visit Dancing Gnome and Intergroove because uh, all three of the tap rooms are gorgeous and cool places to hang out. They certainly are. So if you want to know what's going on with the boys down the Joe show, we're at Decay and WTV on all social media. It's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and also now on TikTok. Don't forget about Redbubble, where dad hats are always $19.52. And don't forget about our email, DecayandWTV at gmail.com, where you can register to be a guest. So from the depths of Intergroove in Allentown, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, <laughs> for where you are listening to this episode, go get your tickets for October 1st for the kickoff event. Because if you don't, first pour, we're going to find you. Do the first pour. Matt will be there. First pour. Come drink with these guys. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> and us. Until next time, cheers. Keep your tootsies warm. <laughs> <laughs>have some guys over in the uk that are friends of ours under the podcast could you look at the camera and say something oh, shit, your, we got a your, camera here your would you like hot. me to say your bomb is hot yes yeah <laughs> would you like some tea and crumpets <laughs> I, I didn't realize we were on camera